The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a good football show. I am Patrick Darty here with Denny Carter. It is day two of our residency on the National Football League's Radio Row ahead of Super Bowl 56. We have a jam-packed show today with Bet the Edges, Sarah Perlman. Sarah Perlman, I can speak English, yep. joining us before we welcome in WWE superstar The Miz. We will talk with Sarah about some of her favorite bets before the big game, before The Miz tells us what it is like to be a Browns fan in Ohio during the year of the Bengals. <laughs> but first, Denny, I don't know if you've noticed, but we are going viral on the interwebs today. The first ever good football show combine is blowing up Twitter.com. Yeah. Rex Chapman has aggregated it. Uh, BTS Twitter has circulated it. Amazing. Joe Biden has issued a statement about it, actually <laughs> just commending us for being good, young, clean-cut Americans, yeah. uh, achieving great athletic yeah. feats. Uh, does it, what was it like, yeah, to drink from the chalice of athletic accomplishment? I, I think when you put on a display like that, I think that you, you have to expect that sort of national and international <laughs> attention. Um, you know, people were astonished that two regular guys, you know, just podcasters, uh, could run so fast, could jump so high, could do all these things. Uh, and, and no one ever knew, you know, because we're stuck behind a desk. Um, we we showed what we could do, and people were impressed, and I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, people were astonished we could do a single athletic act without suffering yeah. a severe non-contact <laughs> injury. It's like the bar was pretty much, well, the second Pat moves, clearly his Achilles is just going to pop, or his ACL is going to go. And right. we proved the haters uh, wrong. This is so, someone asked me, it was, someone told me they didn't know I had a lower body. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and I said, yeah, I do. I do. And I, I use the bar, it. There was a certain stiff-hipped uh, social media <laughs> man who was like, that's who, I mean, I'm sure he's, you know, he feels bad about it, but everyone gets compared to the certain yeah. 40 that was run a few years ago. And I think hopefully... I cleared that bar. I, I hope so. Although someone did compare me to that famous social media running clip, and uh, I, I haven't recovered. I'm not sure when I will recover. I'll have to update you. You had better lateral hip movement than that. I think you were good. Yeah, I had better uh, hip movement because I had at least some hip movement. <laughs> you had some hip movement. And so check out our video, our first ever Good Football Show Combine on our Twitter feed uh, if you have not seen it yet. And we have more where that came from. We do. Uh, kicking some field goals. We kicked field goals today. Um, I have the left, left hip soreness to prove it. Uh, Pat, I believe, threw out his uh, rotator cuff by throwing one football. I did. I did. You know, so. Well, and I must say, though, in our defense, we were both surprisingly good field goal kickers. Oh. 
shockingly good. We got some leg. So. It, it was actually uh, disappointing how good we were. I know, I know. It actually was. Like, wow, I didn't wasn't expecting any bombing 35-yard <laughs> field goals with ease. I, I felt but. like it would have been funny <laughs> if we were really awful. And then uh, and then Pat, of course, Pat, Pat has this huge leg out of nowhere. leg. And uh, he's he's drilling them from 35 yards. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not upset about this at all. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't reach it from 30. I, I, I was short consistently. But you got you got in the zone. I was in, I, yeah. I told you by the end, I was doing like that natural follow through. Like I was like holding my leg in the air a little bit. My arm was mm-hmm. outstretched as I'm just like watching the glory it, go through the upright. So I would, I would, if I were to come up with a kicker comp for you, it would be Sebastian Janikowski. For me, <laughs> for me, it would be Al Del Greco. You know, I, you know, very short, but consistent. Del Greco never missed a short one. Uh, and you're and you're all over the place, but you're yeah. uh, but that you also have the upside of the of the monster kick. Like Janikowski, I only cared about pure power. I wasn't really concerned about actually making it between the uprights. Right, and you also drank heavily before. Yeah, of course, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a first round pick uh, from the Davis <laughs> family for the Raiders organization. Denny, I promise that every day this week I'm going to check in on your latest Super Bowl thoughts and just kind of see if they stay consistent. <laughs> like this isn't really a Denny bit. They're not. <laughs> like it's kind of a Denny bit, but like. It's just like every year I feel like by Wednesday, like I already think something different than yeah, I did on right. Monday about the Super Bowl. Do you have any new thoughts on Super Bowl LVI? Sort of. Okay, so I, I still think that the goal will be for, for the Bengals will be to like be very conservative and like keep Burrow off his backside, you know, keeping it clean for the kids uh, and, uh, you know, establish the run with Akers and everything. But I... I'm sorry, with not with Akers, with Burrow, but but I I do I I sort of have this thought now that Zach Taylor may actually do what needs to be done, and have Burrow come out uh, and aggressively go at the Rams defense in a way that can actually move the ball and score points. I I guess what I'm saying is that I I don't know if I'm underestimating Zach Taylor now. Not to be like flippant about Joe Burrow's health, they're not going to try to get him injured. But now there's like there's not another game to save him for now. Like clearly they're not going to try to put right. him in harm's way. But like maybe you know this is could be the biggest game of their entire life. It's only a second year in the yeah. NFL, but I mean he might not ever be back to the Super Bowl. Ask Dan Marino yeah, about that. Exactly. Really. And like maybe they won't be trying to protect him with the running game they have so often. That's true. In the, this season and like especially some of the biggest games in the playoffs they've been doing that and yeah, maybe they will. Maybe, we definitely are probably underestimating the odds that they cut it loose because uh, I mean no one who exactly. wants to go out in the Super Bowl and like just run on every. Not even Zach Taylor just wants to run every first down in the Super Bowl. I. I I have yeah, so I, I have kind of discounted that over the last three or four days. I think we all are, like, but 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 that but that exists that the potential exists because you know they have two what are essentially alpha receivers and T Higgins and, and Jamar Chase uh, who who can uh, best their their guys downfield at any moment, even if it's Jalen Ramsey. We saw Jalen Ramsey get burned uh, two weeks ago against against the Bucks with Mike Evans. So uh, you know I I do think that that is a, a possibility that that we need to consider at least. Yeah, it's not just the two alpha receivers. They just have such good passing game personnel. I mean they've. Tyler Boyd, we, we've forgotten right. about him because he no longer posts great fantasy numbers, but he's still one of the best slot receivers yes. in the NFL. And Joe Mixon's one of the best pass catching backs in the NFL. So yeah, maybe. So yeah, today as of Tuesday, we're like, yeah, you know what? Actually, the Bengals are going to pass. I I would lo- God, I would love to see it. You know, I, Friday though, we'll be back out of denial and just knowing they're going to run. I think I, a play action downfield pass to Higgins or Chase 
on the first play of the game would have me falling off the couch. Please, please try it, Bengals. Please, Zach Taylor, we know you're listening. Yeah. If you are, there is some Super Bowl news. Uh, Denny speaking Monday, Rams coach Sean McVay said it was looking optimistic, quote unquote, for Daryl Henderson to return from his knee injury and suit up for the first time since Week 16 on the Super Bowl this Sunday. Like, how would Henderson's return affect a backfield that it? It was briefly like a Cam Akers 25-carry per game operation. Now it's looking like it's kind of back more to a committee with Cam Akers and Sony Michelle. I mean, are we going to get a three-man rotation of Daryl Henderson? Daryl Henderson will clearly be active because right. like, they're going to want to like have that backup plan. But do you think he'll actually be a part of the, uh, of the game plan after what now? This is week what 22. He hasn't right. played in almost two months. It's really hard to imagine Henderson coming into any kind of you know real role here. The last time he played, he had six rushes and two targets. This is the last full game that he played, week 15 against the Seahawks. Um, he had six rushes, two targets. Sonny Michelle, meanwhile, saw 18 rush, rushing attempts and two targets in that game. So he was the clear uh, RB2 in that situation. Now with Akers, who, you know, for better or worse, probably worse at this point, uh, Sean McVay, you know, is infatuated with. And I, I, I can't, it, it would be really hard to envision a scenario where Henderson gets more than like two or three touches, I think. Yeah, that, yeah, I just don't see how that'd be such a big change. To me. After they're so in love with Cam Akers, yeah. too, even though it's been ineffective, he's probably going to be a backup plan, a really good backup plan. But hard to see him being anything other than like a breather back or he, change of pace option. He is a good pass catching back. Like like that that is something he, he does really well, and that's something that Cam Akers doesn't really excel at. So maybe they could work him in uh, in that direction. So maybe if the Rams fall behind and have to throw more than they want to, maybe that's the the kind of the avenue towards some Henderson usage. But other than that, I, I just can't imagine him leapfrogging either Michelle or obviously Akers. Yeah. And so Denny, the next question here. You know a lot about the internet. I do. Uh, some I've would say online. far, far too much. I, yeah. uh, what does it mean that Kyler Murray has deleted <laughs> all Cardinals references from his social media accounts? It doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know it's easy to, to dismiss uh, because it seems so silly. But, you know, online media presence is really significant, with, especially with with these big time with big time athletes you know they're celebrities like it's their brand like this is how they sell themselves and i you know i'm not saying that that this means that murray's going to hold out or he's going to demand a trade well i think what it could could possibly mean is that he's just fed up with playing really well uh having good players around him and not going anywhere you know and and it, so possibly it's a uh, kind of a, a a small scale online rebellion against Cliff Can- Kingsbury a little bit it could mean that or it could just mean he's like relaunching his brand cuz he's about to like promote cashew milk or something <laughs> like sometimes it's like they, they delete their social media presence and then it just goes oh yeah they're actually just getting ready to be a USAA <laughs> spokesman but it doesn't he's a very intense person but you could understand the frustration i mean yeah. it, the, the 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 playoff loss was humiliating just just a complete humiliation from start to finish. I'm not sure I've ever seen such a thorough beatdown in the postseason. Yeah, he has a right to be frustrated. Cause he, so they're just putting everything on his shoulders. There's no backup plan. And, yeah, he, he's a frustrated guy. You cannot blame him. No, you cannot. Denny, so Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels are, of course, calling the game for NBC. But, <laughs> you know, little known, is NBC yeah. has contingency plans for all these things. Uh, we are in Los Angeles. I mean, Chris Collinsworth could just get stuck in traffic for two days he could have you seen the traffic yeah he could just be stuck in traffic for two to three maybe even four days (laughs) Uh, he could get a sore throat yeah so you have been practicing you were actually 
the backup. We were sparing no expense on Super Bowl 56, the National Broadcasting Corporation. We did spare expense on the backup, though, because you are the backup plan. That's right. If Chris Consworth cannot call the game. And I hear you've been practicing um, in case you have to fill in. Yeah, I've been practicing the slide. Uh, I, think, I think we do have a clip of that. Here it comes. Um, Denny is that, that's smooth, honestly. Why wasn't your shirt tucked in? Chris would always have a shirt tucked in. I, my shirt's not tucked in because I'm, I'm, I'm not a boomer. I, so you don't have your shirt tucked in right now? Oh, you don't. I don't. Oh, my goodness. It's, you know, we're we're footloose and fancy free. But I will say, your face, you don't look as loose as Chris looks. Like, you look a little tense. Now you look looser. You look more lightened up there. Uh, excuse me, but it was 7 o'clock in the morning or something. <laughs> so, you know, it, it cut me a little slack. Yeah, no, it was it was 7 p.m. East Coast time, though. That's right, yes. It was, like, it was Sunday. Sunday, time. East Coast time. Uh, so, yeah, you're getting ready, though, to fill in just in case Chris Consworth gets stuck in the worst traffic jam. In the, it actually wouldn't even be the worst traffic jam in the history of a two- to three-day traffic jam. Right. Only, probably wouldn't even crack the top ten on the Wikipedia for worst ever Los Angeles traffic jam. The senator from Virginia was in a traffic jam for two days recently. That's true. Uh, it was during a snow a blizzard. Tim, Tim Kaine. So if it, ever, if it ever precipitates here, that could happen. Yeah, enough bits. Um, <laughs> All right. It's time to welcome in Bet the Edges, Sarah Perlman, who is here to talk some of her favorite Super Bowl bets. Uh, she's an amazing betting mind, one half of Bet the Edge, of course, with Mr. Drew Densick, Mr. Warren Sharp. She's a much, much better host than I am, and I'm assuming a better analyst than you are, Denny. Um, uh, you know, she's definitely a better host. I will say that <laughs> than, than you are. So, I, maybe we're tied with the analyzing. Sarah, how are you doing? And yeah, thankfully, thank you, by the way, for being the one who does the early show. So yes. Denny and I, we, we sleep in uh, ever so slightly. It's funny you say that. I was actually going to try and switch our show times. Uh, <laughs> thought that'd be really, fun. You guys really, can really start. Really, uh, <laughs> yeah, really glad. Please no. You're rocketing up the good list for not I'm that. super excited to be on your guy's show. Yeah. You both Thanks. have joined Bet the Edge. <laughs> I'm on a good football show. Yeah, I was. Uh, I have to say, being on, on the betting show was was uh, was a little intimidating for me because I'm, I'm only used to talking about DFS fantasy stuff redraft i had to actually like get in there and talk about over-unders and stuff i, I hope i held my own That's oh you I'm held saying. your own <laughs> he's used to no accountability too <laughs> None. Like in the betting there's actually accountability like i, I lost money because of things you said where's denny like well right. I, i'm just telling you to play a i feel like it's similar to the fantasy space it, 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 you it have is. good information you could bet on it that's put right the player in your fantasy lineup that's right it's all and, the same. And I, I just shout out random tight ends' names uh, during our show, and Pat gets mad. But uh, hopefully, I, I, thankfully, I didn't do that with you. I wish you did. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they're not playing in the Super Bowl. Well, you're, you're big on Kendall Blanton. Talking about random tight ends. Yes. Uh, uh, anytime touchdown, right? I love that prop. Plus 250. Plus 250. Anytime touchdown. We have to see what happens with Tyler Higby throughout the remainder of the week. But obviously, if you have a tight end in the red zone, Matt oh, yeah. Stafford loves those targets. So that'll be one that I'm really looking at. And I think at those odds, plus 250, they're probably only heading one way and going down. Yeah, Kendall Blanton, he was like arguably the best player in the NFC Championship game. So that says like money in the bank. It, like it, fish in a barrel, Denny, I think. It was, yeah, it was very strange to see Kendall Blanton uh, um, split out wide in single coverage and the play was actually designed for him at one point after Higby went down and, you're, and I'm, I'm just going, wait, this guy, I didn't even know his name, and and you know we know we know a lot of random guys' yeah. names. Okay, <laughs> you then, felt you fell out of the loop with I that. I did. One. I was like, who is this? Who is this Kendall Blanton guy? I knew who he was, but yeah, it was pretty surprising. Like Sean McVay clearly just had like Kendall Blanton plays like in the playbook that he'd been like dying to use all year. Let's hope he utilizes them again. Yeah. So why not use one in the Super Bowl? Yeah. So Denny, yeah, take us through. 
Uh, or you, Sarah, you take us through. What are your favorite bets? Your Denny, it looks like Cam Akers where we get with 65 and a half rushing yeah. yards. What side of that one do you like, Sarah? You know what? I like the under for Cam Akers, and there's a few reasons, and there's a lot of ways to attack this bet from a betting standpoint, but sitting at 65 and a half, and you could probably wait a little bit if you do like this bet to grab the under, but if you look what he's done, and it's pretty miraculous, he's even playing this season after his injury earlier in the season. Since week 18, you guys, he's averaged only 2.6 yards per carry on 59 carries, and what he's done as of late hasn't shown me that he's going to break this, hasn't gone over this number since he's returned to injury. 65 and a half, that's a lot. The only way I think this bet hits, well, two reasons. If he breaks one, I don't think that happens and also the fact that that means the Rams are probably up extremely big in a blowout victory mm -hmm. and they're just running the ball and running out the clock and I don't see that happening either so for those two reasons under 65 and a half rushing yards is one of my favorite bats for Super Bowl Sunday he's one of those runners who's like dependent on breaking one and he just hasn't done it yet right this postseason exactly and like the explosiveness from his injury maybe yeah like he's kind of getting the best of both worlds he got rushed back and was like being effective so now he can like have his confidence back have his legs back but then he now he'll get the whole offseason to hopefully be like truly 100 100% healthy and explosive for week one. Absolutely. Uh, Denny, what is bet number two? Yeah, so uh, we wanted to ask you about Joe Mixon. So more rushing yards. Joe Mixon at minus 110 or Cam Akers at minus 120. Who do you like? I think for this, I'm going with, with Joe Mixon all the way. But there's another bet I like rather than Joe Mixon. If I were to play the head-to-head, -head, I would take Joe Mixon minus 110. I believe that is over Cam Akers sitting at minus 120. And mainly because I think for the, the scheme and how I think this will be played out is Joe Mixon's going to have to stay on the field and slow the clock down to keep Matt Stafford and this offense off the field. So a pretty simple handicap there. But Joe Mixon, 88 rushing yards against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. So I definitely like him. But overall, I think a fun, a fun bet I came across for, for Joe Mixon that I talked about and you guys heard on Bet the Edge earlier was his over under three and a half receptions. I love the over for this. He's had at least three catches so far in the postseason, as you guys are aware. Four catches versus Vegas, a six receptions versus Tennessee, and three receptions versus Kansas City. But think about what happened in the Tennessee game. Yeah. Joe Burrow was under a ton of pressure, took nine sacks, easy uh, passes to Joe Mixon. So the receptions is what I like for this one. Yeah, yeah. Rams are allowing about six targets per game uh, to, to running backs. And I, I think that Mixon in Boyd, a lot of the, the guys who are catching intermediate short area targets are in for a potentially big day because of the way the Bengals will probably have to get the ball out, honestly, to protect Burrow behind an offensive line that stands no chance against uh, the Rams front four. Yeah, and Mixon occasionally will have like an inexplicable like one target game, but yeah. it, almost always it's actually like seven or eight. So sometimes these like random games like drag down his per game average. His target volume's gone yeah. exponentially. Yeah. It has. It, almost crazy. always he's getting those targets. So yeah. I like that one a lot too. Before Denny sets this next one up, I just have to say this is a very Denny one here. It is. Um, so what next one we going with? Yeah. There's a few props I like in this game. This so. is a very, very Denny one to ask. So this one is Stafford over under five and a half let, rushing yards. Let me hear what you like first before I defend what side I like. I like the under. I like the under because the Rams rush three or four. Stafford, if he takes off, has no chance of outrunning, uh, uh, you know, the, the defenders near the line of scrimmage in the secondary, ready to pounce. I don't, I don't love, I don't love his chances to go over. You, wow. you like it? Wow, we have a problem. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like the over. Okay. This could fail if he starts, you know, kneeling at the end of the game and they're up oh, for some reason. Yeah. Five and a half. I think that's a good number. He's that's eclipsed this number. number in all three playoff games. Just looking now, 22 rushing yards versus Arizona. That was an anomaly, but fine. Six rushing yards versus Tampa Bay, coming off eight versus San Francisco. You have to leave it all, lay it all out on the line that's on the Super point. Bowl. So if Look. it's a little risky and you need to take off, maybe you're not the fastest guy, certainly, right. but you have no option. So it, I like five and a half. It reminds me of uh, John Elway in the Super Bowl, that, that in his first Super Bowl win, 
when he took off and yes. helicoptered. When he was and like 39. He was 39, but he, he wasn't past. mobile anymore. You know, yeah. like he didn't do that stuff anymore, but he did it then. You have to. You're right. That That's a good... I'll I, give you one more. I'll give you one more little nugget <laughs> yeah. I actually found that I think will make you switch your mind. Okay. Maybe you'll like the over. Bengals defense, they've given up 10 plus rush, rushing yards to each quarterback in the playoffs. Derek Carr rushed for 20 yards. Tannehill, 12 yards. Patrick Mahomes, 19 yards. I'm taking the over on Matt Stafford. You have destroyed my <laughs> argument with facts and logic, and I, I respect it. I really like it, too, because he's a born playmaker. This is the biggest game of his life. Like, he will not hesitate to sacrifice his life, basically, or, like, risk his life. He sees an opening. <laughs> You're right. He's like, I'm going for this 20-yard run right now. It's like, this yeah. is a Super Bowl. No, this really exactly. is his Super yeah. Bowl. He's, <laughs> he's going to do it, Denny. Is there a bet on, on Stafford playing through a broken bone? Because I think I would take that bet. He probably already is. Right. Like he, we have some guys that could set the line. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Denny, what's next? Uh, yeah, so we have uh, next one is uh, over under five, five and a half total touchdowns in this Super Bowl. What do you like, Sarah? You know, I don't have like an educated analysis for right, this. Right. Think under. Yeah, I'd be one, curious to one, kind of find what you think. I think there's five touchdowns. I think there's a lot of field goals. We talk about McPherson a lot. We've yeah. been talking about him a in lot. This, like this a lot. We've Both all talked of our about shows, it. I think we've talked about him more than any other player. It's, it's hands down. Like, we haven't spent as much time on the stars like Cooper Cup. We're like, what do you think about the kicker situation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should maybe, like, focus on something else the rest of the no, week. No, I, absolutely not. I think I think we keep on McPherson. Well, for those reasons, I like under five and a half touchdowns. I, I do, too. I I think that this game is probably going to go under, although we, we just talked about, like, in kind of embracing the possibility that Zach Taylor might get aggressive and might use Burrow and his great pass catchers early against the, the Rams. But I think that the likelihood is we're going to see an under here. I will say if it goes over, it's probably going to require like a late flurry because I think both teams will kind of come out tight. And they have both two coaches who are very willing to settle for field goals. So like if it hits the over on five and a half touchdowns, I think it's going to be something that's like it would deepen the fourth quarter. So it probably will feel like a very bad beat no. if it happens. But <laughs> yeah. these are two teams that will be comfortable settling for field goals in the first Yeah, half. Actually, uh, Zach Taylor was among the, the least aggressive uh, play callers on fourth down in the red, in the red zone this year. Does so. not surprise me. Yeah. Lying on the cake it's true. We have one more here. Yeah. And this is this is the, the getaway question. And this is another <laughs> one where we're going to need very sophisticated, deep-level analysis. Uh, Will the last try. game of the play be a quarterback kneel down? La- last play of the game, be a kneel. I think I'll say yes. I think I'll say that yes. That sounds like the right answer. We've gotten spoiled with so much good football, like the past two or three playoff weeks, that like I, I don't feel like we're going to be like a walk-off situation here, like a Hail Mary. I think someone – it'll be a good game. But I don't think it'll be in doubt on the final play, a.k.a. we are getting a kneel. A Bengals win would be very close, a nail-biter. I think that there is a, a path toward a resounding Rams victory here. So I think I, I would go, yes, it'll be a kneel. We're all in agreement there. Where was that when I've been asking you your Super Bowl thoughts? That all of a sudden now we're getting into resounding no, Rams uh, win? No, I'm we're saying, talking about a kneel-down question? I, I, I'm saying, look, if the, but if, the Bengals, if the Bengals win, which I don't think they will, then it, there's no kneeling at the end. That's that, you know, that, that's, 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 that's my, a, that is a really good point. Like, it's going to require like a big play at the end, something heroic. Yeah, know. I just can't see them running away that's and hiding. Point. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your insight. Thank you so much for hosting Bet the Edge early in the day. Absolutely, uh, with Mr. Drew. So Denny and I get our you know our beauty sleep. We're just I'm just demanding eight hours. I'm just happy you guys get your beauty sleep and yeah. feel refreshed in the morning. So it, at least two of us do. It's in his contract, <laughs> the eight hours uh, per night. Eight, I haven't gotten eight hours of sleep in probably like six or seven years, but it's in the <laughs> contract so well i hope you uh get some winning bouts for me and also eight hours of yeah. beauty sleep yeah it, thanks for having me thank you so thanks, much Sarah. for joining us and yeah you check out bet the edge every
every morning. Uh, what time, Sarah? Is it on I, uh, the exact time? Uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. My time right. zones are just totally fried right now, so I used to know when times were. But yes, check out Bet the Edge with Sarah and Drew. It's an awesome show, and we learn a lot every time we listen. You were saying uh, that it's always 10.30 a.m. on the West Coast. Yeah, and it is never not 10.30. <laughs> every time I look at my phone, I'm like, yeah, surely it's 1.45 p.m. Right. No, it's 9.17 a.m. It, and it, you've it, been up for nine hours. It never, the time doesn't move here. I don't, I don't understand it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. There was one thing, and we we had this on uh, NBC Sports Edge the other day. Tom Brady already saying... That you never, you never say never to a comeback to the NFL. This is 15 minutes after he, he announced his retirement. It, is it? Uh, are, are we just dismissing this? What are we doing with this? No, yeah, he's already on the comeback trail. Right. Uh, everyone counted him out. Everyone said it couldn't be done. That he couldn't immediately unretire <laughs> and come back to the NFL. But yeah, I mean. I would buy into, so, you know, he's like a freak of nature, competitor. We know he's one of the most competitive human beings who's ever lived, and he would be like a lock, I feel like, to come. So this was the thing, wasn't this weird about the 90s when we grew up? Like, players just, like, came back all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, it became, like, a cliche. Like, my dad would be like, oh, this guy's definitely going to unretire, and he was always right. (laughs) Like, I mean, Michael Jordan unretired two times. Seems excessive. And it just used to always be a thing about unretiring. It hasn't really been a thing here in the 21st century. I think Brady would have been poised to like break the cycle, but the fact that he's going to be 45, I just feel like we're not going to get an unretirement from 45-year-old Tom Brady. It does seem unlikely. But if there's a team that's like custom-made for just a plug a plug-in quarterback who can like just be fine, you know, like I think of the Broncos today. Like surrounded by talent, he's not going. He's not like Peyton Manning. He's not going to go somewhere cold. He he was no, in the cold right. for two decades, you know, in Boston, okay. and he was like basically like I'm never going back to Boston. All right. So 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 a, a more specific situation: warm weather team that's set at every at almost every position except for quarterback. I could see him d- d- coming back for one year. The Houston Texans. Oh God! <laughs> well, they're going to have to uh, find some players. Yeah, there will be, but the, the the Las Vegas Raiders. Say so like next year, it's just like going there poorly. With Derek Carr, he's not gelling with Josh McDaniels. Uh, who oh. knows more about Tom or Tom Brady than Josh McDaniels, of course? Forty ers or is he too alienated from that because he was he was they, mad? They passed on him. That they passed yeah. on him, so maybe not. No, and the Forty ers are in Trey Lance like face saving mode. Oh, I don't so, know. I, I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like Shanahan's gonna gonna find a way you not think to play in Trey Lance. Remorse mode with Absolutely. Trey Lance, and they're they're gonna be in like call Tom Brady's agent every day uh, mode. 
Um, I would do that. I mean, you should probably just be calling Tom Brady's agent. This is like a matter of course Listen, every day, just to be sure. I guarantee you, if Tom Brady called Kyle Shanahan today and said, "I want to play for you," there would be no qualms. It would he he would he would not even remember Trey Lance's name. It would be it would, yes. Come on. I don't know. Kyle Shanahan seems like seems kind of like a sunk cost guy to me. Really? Yeah, he, he wasn't with Trey Lance this year. But now, like the sunk cost was Jimmy Garoppolo. He's out. Of, you well, know, yeah. He's like he's gonna be gone. Like I feel like now maybe he'll just be a Trey Lance dead ender, even if Trey Lance isn't good. But we are doing so much projecting with Trey Lance. I mean, there's a pretty good <laughs> chance he's probably just good. I don't know. There's a reason he was a number three pick, right? Even even in that late season game that he started, you know, it wasn't good. It wasn't, you know, it was, you know, he even his downfield throw to Debo Samuel was just a kind of a, a, a fluttery type type ball. It wasn't it wasn't impressive. I don't think his no. his performance. He's got some work to do. He's got some work to do, but it's okay. Someone who's got some work to do to get back into our fantasy hearts is Will Fuller. Yes, who was limited to three games this year. What first was quote unquote just a finger injury. It was revealed throughout the season to be not just a finger injury. Apparently. Like I think the word was shattered. Mm. Like his finger was in bad, bad shape. He recently had to undergo another operation to get his finger back in good working order. He was only on a one-year deal to Miami Dolphins. He'll be back in free agency. Is there a world in 2022 where we're back in on Will Fuller, who in 2020, I mean, he was a top five. Yeah. The last time he was healthy right. and played, he was a top five fantasy wide receiver. There was a uh, PED suspension there in was. there. It was. may have affected, impacted his play, but can we talk ourselves, is, will the ADP just be so good that it's kind of irrelevant and it's not, it's just going to be like a no, a no-brainer flyer to take or basically just get an early read on what the Will Fuller discourse will be for 2022. There's no world in which I'm not interested in drafting Will Fuller again. I'm ready. I'm ready to be hurt by Will Fuller once more. This is one of the most dynamic downfield pass catchers in the league when healthy he's still you know it's not like he's washed you know he's he's still a young guy he still has a, a ton of upside i think in the right offense and we have the added benefit of fantasy managers who were burnt by him this year saying i'm never doing it again you know it doesn't matter finger no finger i'm not i'm never drafting him so that that'll that'll depress i think his adp enough for him for him to be like you know kind of a no-brainer especially in i think in like more casual leagues where people are like don't don't even remember will fuller when he was productive <laughs> As a, as a fantasy player. Let's look at maybe, where are some places that could be in to Will Fuller? Like, who needs a deep threat? The Bills don't need a deep threat. The Patriots, no. Will Fuller's had big games against the Patriots, too. I feel like Bill Belichick is a lot of times into players who yeah. have had big games against the Patriots. Right. I'm right. just going through, like, the Patriots are going to need a deep threat. The Bengals who really need a deep threat. Yeah. <laughs> no. Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins. Oh, where, where could he go that would... That would be good, you know, for fantasy. I think that that's the question because he could go to like Cleveland, but that would stink. Yeah, you know, that for, would be for, for sad. Purposes. I mean, the Jaguars need a total Wolf. overhaul. They Wolf. do have Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the Raiders need a deep threat, right? Oh yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, because uh, Deshaun Jackson won't be there. They lost and, their deep threat with, with and, and, oh, and, and rugs. At least yeah. uh, they really, really needed it. They love that element of their offense. Well, it's not that offense anymore, though. No, it's not. <laughs> no, 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 so it's not. They loved like <clears throat> pop a shot, deep shots. The, 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 the Raiders, yeah, the, the Raiders could could be could be a good spot. I was going to say the Seahawks, but no one, you know, if those if everything stays intact, no, no one gets targets outside of the uh, the big two in in Lockett and Metcalf. So well, look, he, he's just going to end up with like the Washington Commanders. Mm. Uh, that's a real team, yeah. by the way. That's, Did you know that? That's not a bad. <laughs> I was unaware until right now, but I, I, do, I actually do think that that would be 
not a hateful landing spot. I think for it Will would Fuller. be. I, I feel like no team has produced more free agent wide receiver busts. Oh, than the Washington well, Commanders. yeah, of course, of course. Who Paul Richardson went there? I think they gave him like a four year, like Paul seventy Richardson. million. Oh my deal. gosh! I mean, Curtis Samuel like, was his in witness protection. Curtis, we hope. You're doing all right. We hope that uh, whatever <laughs> yeah. you're dealing with, you can come out of hiding soon. Hasn't been seen. The NFL in 2022. In his entire Washington career. Well, so, someone on the other side of McLaurin. Like, get some yeah. somebody on someone the other side of McLaurin. Clear space. He, the Saints are going to need a downfield threat. The Bucks. What, what if the, the Jameis Winston, you know, let's just let's oh, take man. it for granted he's going Look, back to the Bucks. Ja- <laughs> if we could get Jameis Winston and Will Fuller on the same team, we're happy. We're thrilled because, you know, Jameis at least – Tampa Jameis loves nothing more than just wing it downfield. That's Will Fuller's wheelhouse. I pray that I will try to get that into existence here. That would be amazing. What is extra amazing is WWE superstar, The Miz. Trial by fire. We're bringing him right onto the stage as soon as he walks up. (laughs) Hey. How are you doing? You're a better entertainer than both of us, so. No, you guys are very, very good entertainers. This this stuff has been riveting. Let me tell you about the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. We're here at Radio Row, just really enjoying the Super Bowl festivities. That's a good impression. That's just a low blow. Does that feel good? It does. It's actually more embarrassing than that. We basically spent the first 20 minutes just talking about how funny we were. Talking about like <laughs> right. bits we had done we, we, this week. What's, what's a bit that was really funny that you guys all thought was funny that everyone watching at home is like, we what ran, am I watching right now? Like, we, honestly. We well, ran the 40-yard dash. Yeah, it's funny you together. ask, Miz. And who won? Uh, Pat did. but did, there was he, a, I would have cho- I would have chose well, you, to be honest. There was a little a little discrepancy in the timing. We don't no. know. Wow. The watch might have been cold. We're not I mean, We're not sure. We're we not don't sure. really know what happened there. But yeah, you know, we, we were just, we've been like backslapping. That's what everyone wants to talk hear about. <laughs> and Super Bowl, yeah. like we, Super Bowl week. That's we, that's what I, I want to hear about your forty-yard dash. I don't want to hear about the Super Bowl game of the Cincinnati Bengals with Long Jazz. No, no, no. no. I, I want to hear about your forty-yard dash. That, we, we've just been backslapping now for two straight days that, yes. about how funny we are. Yeah, yeah. The, so, the people love it. Miz, you are a returning good football show guest. That, I feel like that's quite. First, is this the biggest NBC property you've ever been on? I mean, I know you've been on Jimmy Fallon. I know I you mean, have a show I'm on, on USA WWE Raw every Monday. <laughs> I'm on Miz and Misses on the USA Network. Season three coming this June. There you go. Uh, so yeah, but this is definitely the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're happy to have the platform for you. Then I appreciate it. And we're happy to have to also. Uh, would be remiss if I didn't mention two-time WWE champion, eight-time Intercontinental champion. Eight-time tag team champion, the only two-time Grand Slam champion in the history of the WWE. But yeah, still, uh, this is the biggest NBC. This is the biggest. This is as big as it gets for me. (laughs) Big as it gets. So, Miz, you are a huge. You're a fantasy football fanatic. Yes. You proved that when you talked to us in August. First question: How did the fantasy season go? I didn't win. (laughs) Didn't win. Uh, A lot of injuries this year. A lot of people were out. I couldn't keep up. I dropped Rashad Penny and probably should have kept him. <laughs> I was very angry about that. But I had Jonathan Taylor and Stafford and I had the Patriots defense, which, by the oh way, they really did terrible the past the, the last like two weeks mm-hmm. when I needed them the most. They failed me. Uh, but what can you do? I mean, I mean, <laughs> obviously the Bills had the number one defense, but that didn't do anything for them against the Kansas City Chiefs. But then the Cincinnati Bengals can beat the Chiefs? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make no. sense. It doesn't make sense that the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl and not the Cleveland Browns. Mm. I'm from Cleveland, by the way. For yes, all that. and that's so yeah, I was going to ask you about, about that. So yeah. you are a Browns fan. 
What was it like enduring that season? And what is it like seeing the Bengals and the Odell Beckham be in the Super Bowl? The Browns are supposed to be here right now. In the beginning of the year, I said, hey, the Browns are going to the Super Bowl. And nobody laughed at me this time. No, they like, everyone we was like, not. oh, we agree. We think they're going right. to win the AFC North. And how are the Bengals going to do? They'll be in last place. No way they're going to do good. <laughs> Who knows how Joe Burrow is going to be after his leg injury? Mm -hmm. Who would have mm -hmm. thunk that... You know, here we are talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, and now people are like, so, you know, Ohio, you know, Cincinnati's from Ohio, Cleveland's from Ohio. Are you rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals? No. Mm -hmm. No. No. no of course the not. AFC North, the only, the only team that should be in the Super Bowl that I will cheer for is the Cleveland Browns. Everybody else, eh, no. <laughs> so the Los Angeles Rams are going to slaughter right. the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> One, because that offensive line in the Bengals, just when we, first, when we first started talking about the Bengals this year, it was like, the offensive line isn't good. The offensive line isn't good. And now all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl and they're going up against Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Two of the greatest uh, defensive players in NFL history. But I will, I will tell you this. Joe Burrow is amazing under pressure. I just don't think he's going to have time to pass the ball. That dude's a superstar. And yeah. you, you made a really interesting point about the Browns. If you had come on our show in the summer of 2020 and said you had thought the Browns were going to go to the Super Bowl, like after you had left, we'd have been like, well, that Miz is a real Browns homer. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just a bad prediction. And yeah, no one thought that but, in 2021. This is, how did we get like another Browns season like that? To Baker Mayfield, like, do you. He played really hurt this year. I mean, the guy had a torn rotator cuff. So, like, he on does, both shoulders. Yeah, he does deserve point. like some benefit of that out there. But do you think? How do you view the Baker Mayfield era going forward for the Browns? Do you think it's time to try something different at quarterback? This is what I think you sh should happen. Uh, he's on his fifth year option next year. I think the Browns need to either draft or get someone in free agency to give him some competition because Baker is best when he has a chip That's on true. his shoulder. Baker is best when his back is up against the wall, uh, when he is the underdog. Uh, that's when I think he really shines through, and I think he needs someone to really kind of motivate him and get him to that that, that level that he, he can play at. And he needs to be healthy. You know, if, I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, you didn't do your 40-yard dash injured, did you? You probably would have been a horse of a different color, We're right? We're injured now. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. We're both so, mid-30s I mean, and injured Honestly, now. when I'm in the ring and I'm I'm wrestling injured, like, there's it's a, it's a different type of play it's a different type of mind frame and sometimes it's just too much to tally what's the most serious injury you've ever wrestled through by the uh way? mcl yeah. or an mcl during oh. a match oh, my oh. Gosh. So i could, could like my knee with my my leg was felt like it was going like this oh, oh, God. that's not pleasant like, yeah it so this pleasant. Is how because like you're an athlete how could baker mayfield even play through a torn rotator cuff is I, I, I don't know uh you know i really don't oh, sh should he have played you know i think the, the that's what people say like yeah. should he have played like that just goes to show what kind of person he is like he's the he knows he's the leader of the team and needs to lead this team uh the best he knows how and uh and, and i think kevin Stefanski is a fantastic coach. Yes. There's no doubt, yeah, and I don't think anyone would say anything other than that, but, you know, he thought Baker should be the guy, not Case Keenum. So, I trust in the coaches <laughs> and in the staff. So, I'm thinking about Baker Mayfield. So you were a born entertainer, but Baker Mayfield is kind of shockingly good in those best commercials, commercials out there right now. <laughs> they are really good. Who, I, is he a better pitchman? Who's a better pitchman, the Miz or Baker Mayfield? I mean, Baker's doing fantastic in those commercials, <laughs> but I mean, I don't think anyone can pitch you better no. than this guy. No, you're truly. I mean, I love NBC Sports. <laughs> it is fantastic. And these two, second to none. You ever see them run a 40 yard dash? <laughs> it Many is something to watch. <laughs> Is it ever? Yeah, it's going to be gift till the end of time. Uh, I actually hate how much I love the Baker Mayfield commercials. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't understand. Are why they better I, than the State Farm? 
They are yes. actually. Yes, I think they Baker are too. Baker is like he has like very natural comedic timing. Yeah. It, like, you know, it reminds me of like you watch Burrow now. It's like they just have personalities. Yes, and yeah. and, and fun like swagger. Right. You know, and I think uh, Baker has that, and I think Joe Burrow has that, and I think next year you're probably going to see Burrow in a bunch of insurance yes. commercials. Yes, he's every insurance, like yes. even competing insurance, like yeah. Geico and Progressive. Right. He's uh, just pitching both of the, them. The Mahomes-Rogers commercials uh, are, what is it, State Farm? State Farm. State Farm, it, they, they feel forced, whereas Baker Mayfield's it doesn't feel forced at all. I mean, that feels like real acting. No, That's he, really he funny. actually is like doing real acting. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty... I love that you like, yeah, he's like, he's like, like, uh, like Daniel Day-Lewis yeah, out there, right. <laughs> method actor, well, yeah, you know? Like, well, you that's know. why maybe he had a down season. He maybe didn't he had, a, maybe he had Scorsese directing him. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. He didn't practice football all summer. He was just getting into character. It's a question, it's a question we have to ask. Is he <laughs> p- focusing too much attention on the commercials? Too so much. who do you guys think is going to win this game? Well, first, you you start. You give us I'll our start the Rams. The Rams are going to win 42-14. to 14. It's just going to be a dominating Ooh. game. The commercials are going to be the best part. And the <laughs> halftime show is going to be memorable. Yeah. The halftime show is going to be amazing. It will be. Denny and I, you know, we're filling a lot of airtime. So we're doing the classic, like, we're, like, waffling every day. But even with the waffling. I feel like that's all you do is waffle. <laughs> so yeah. you, There's so a lot of waffling. You, you're, like, you overanalyze the game so much when you have two weeks. But, like, even amongst all the overanalyzation I keep coming back to the scene. I don't see how the Rams lose this game. I don't either. But You're at home, but honestly, are they really ever at home? Yeah, like right. last I know, week, right. I saw a sea of red yeah. in that in that stands. So it's weird. So the AFC Championship game, like I kept coming back to the point. I don't see any one area where the Bengals have the advantage on the Chiefs, and they no. still won the game. But I still, I think I'm Joe Burrow. I don't understand how they won. No, I don't. I still don't get it. I don't either. But it's almost similar with this Rams game. Even though Joe Burrow is like a superstar already, I think I'd still rather bet on Matthew Stafford in this game. And I just don't see any one area where the Bengals. I mean, the, the Rams have Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. Like you said, they have Aaron. Aaron. Donald I look at OBJ, and I know people are talking about all these other players, but I look at OBJ. He's a big time player and big moment type of player. Yes. Yes. And I think we're going to see a moment in the Super Bowl this year. Maybe even moments with him in it. I would love a signature Odell Beckham moment because a guy who was just a true superstar, then injuries derailed him so much. Like people kind of like gave up on him. I would love. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at a Cleveland Browns yeah, fan. Yeah, I know. How do you it's, feel about it's, OBJ? It's, uh, you know, people are like, "Are you mad?" And it's like, I, I can't be like he. He wasn't doing anything with the Browns. Right. Like if anything, like when he left, when he got injured, they did better. They played better, and I don't know sure. what it was. I don't was know bizarre. quarterback play. I don't know if it was the coaching. I don't know if it was just OG, OBJ didn't like being in Cleveland or or if, if it was Cleveland or what it was, but there's something was missing there. Mm-hmm. He went to Los Angeles and found it. Even the passing game for Cleveland would improve when Beckham it was, was out. So it's weird. so weird. It, right? it just made no sense. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, Mayfield's Mayfield's accuracy, his yards per attempt would improve. It didn't. Yeah, I, it was uh, really one of the most un- unexplainable things. Yeah, that's why the word inexplicable exists. Yes, <laughs> Miz. When you talked to us last summer, by the way, you said that Matthew Stafford was your quarterback for twenty twenty one. And that was a good. It was a good move by me. It was you said you're getting in like the twelfth to thirteenth round again? Another really good move. Will he be Super Bowl MVP then? If you think they're win 42 to 14 i think there's too many superstars on the rams team to and i honestly think aaron donald is very angry that two years ago (laughs) he lost uh the super bowl i don't think a defensive player like that is going to go into this game and say hey i'm not going to do something special i think there's just too many superstars on this team you really don't know who's going to be the mvp yeah it could be a year too where like the rams have been trying to run the ball a lot lately matthew stafford did have a few like minor injuries maybe he just won't get the counting stats 
to win Super Bowl MVP. But yeah, Aaron Donald, you're right. He's going to have like, is there ever going to be anyone with more ferocity <laughs> I mean, than think, what Aaron think Donald? Think about that O-line <laughs> going up against Aaron Donald like and in, in, in what his motivation is right now. Like he does not want to have two lost no. in, in your home. Imagine being in your home. <laughs> like this is my state. And he has to come back to this next year. I lost the Super Bowl in my house. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he would not be able to. He's not the kind of person to be able to live with that. I don't know how you could stand yourself if you're a Los Angeles Ram if you lose this Super Bowl and have to come home next year. I, I know that we, we only have one home field Super Bowl. That was last year to look back on. But the Bucks did win in a row. Yeah. You know, and, and the and the crowd was behind them the whole time. It was it was a well, cl- even it was a clear more advantage. Than, like being in the stadium, the fact that they don't have to leave, like they didn't have to get on a plane right. you know like they're not doing all this like it's not nearly as crazy for them as like, but i feel like uh, i feel like cincinnati's been here for a while now right yeah i think they got here tuesday yeah so it's like it's not like they're 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 here we, we we're talking about though it takes us like you know we're in our <laughs> mid-30s it takes us now i think two weeks to adjust to the time zone change well, i'm, I'm kind of curious on what the spectacle that is super bowl and what a player has to go through because it's not just a regular game no, no. this is the super bowl you have to do tons and tons of media but also you have to figure out you know what your other team's going to be doing thinking about all and your focus and sometimes your focus can derail and for a first timer I mean, Stafford's a first-timer. Burrow's a first-timer. There's a lot of first-timers out there now. Stafford's had a lot more experience in, I would say, maybe not big game plays, but yeah. he has more experience in He had NFL. made the playoffs. Yeah, like yeah. he hadn't won a playoff game until this year. You want a crazy stat? Is that so? It's Stafford's thirteenth year. This is the longest it had ever take, taken a former number one overall quarterback to make the Super Bowl. Whereas Joe Burrow is only his second year. It's the quickest really? number one overall quarterback has ever wow. made the Super Bowl. So yeah. Like talk about like two crazy different career path. And Joe Burrow, man, like <laughs> he's just if the Bengals win, it's just because it's just because People are like, compare him unquote, to Brady. Yeah, I know. Yes, <laughs> if yes. they're not already. You're right. Yeah, you. It, it will be kind of like the passing of the torch t- type of deal with Brady. We all think Brady's coming back. On. We just talked about. Well, what that. do you think? We were just literally just talking percent. about that. <laughs> Thousand percent. And I, I, I would say this: if Brady didn't do so well this season mm-hmm. and yeah. didn't have that amazing comeback in the playoff game, they lost. But still, his velocity was not. He didn't. No. He didn't no. look slow. No. He didn't look. You know, like he was as good as he's you ever look been. at Ben. Right. You look at Peyton. Their last years. Their velocity on the ball was a little yeah. bit slower than we're used yeah. to. Yeah, even Peyton. Peyton yeah. couldn't even throw it. No, exactly. Yeah. It was it was like you knew they were ready to go. Put yeah. it up. I don't know if Brady wants to get to that level, but I don't even think he's close no, to no. that level right is. now. And I think when you love something so much, it's very hard to go away from it and say bye, even though I can still have it. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you know, like you said, for a fact that you still have it. Yeah, it's, it's like me and WWE right now. Like, you know, <laughs> am I going to hang it up right now? Like, I love it. I love what I do. I enjoyed the audience. I enjoy, you know, having amazing matches. Like, I enjoy going to WrestleMania, you know, in Dallas, like, in a stadium, Jerry World. Are you kidding me? In front of 80, 90, 100,000 people and literally having the crowd boo me and chant you. <laughs> suck like there is nothing that motivates me more and just just hang up my hang up my boots and say yeah i'm good now i I did i did everything i needed to do like i've won championships i won everything there is to win in wwe but i still have goals and motivations and i just i look at brady and i go you're not done dude there's no way yeah so 
he, he led the league in, in passing every category, pass, receiving, uh, uh, you know, receive, I'm sorry, passing yards, also completions, everything, all meaningful categories. I think he could do like a Roger Clemens. Do you remember at the end of Roger Clemens's career? Where oh, yeah. He would sign like mid season and he, he would only like start the home games. Can you imagine if they're like the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are like one and five, they lose their whoever quarterback it is. I don't know, Mike Lennon it's or gonna something. It's going to be Jameis Winston. Yeah, somehow. okay, so whoever it is, they lose him and then Brady comes in and just brings him back from the depths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like the one thing not on his resume too, like coming in to like save the like because you know he's always been. But there, I also like, wonder is everyone leaving the Buccaneers? Is everyone leaving supposedly, the Bucks? Supposedly, well, the coaching staff was supposed to leave, but then they didn't get hired. So like the whole band is kind of still together on the coaching staff. And Chris Godwin's a free agent. Antonio Brown uh, probably yeah, not coming done. back. Yeah, he's done. Uh, I think he's coming back. No, and, and so I'm wondering. I, I think there's a, there's there's a lot of free agency and a lot of things that could shuffle that you don't get that same team. And is that same team from a year ago? going to be okay two years from like yeah, in two now, years down I the think road this year they returned all 22 starters yeah and next year not even close no to that. no gronk's gone if if yeah. brady's gone so, oh yeah. thousand percent yeah miss by the way you said you like feed off the booze you've been great today would you have been even better if we had like our production people just booing you i the wouldn't whole mind it <laughs> i would I'd feed off of it and just light into you guys yeah that, that, that would be good i would just start crying i think at that point <laughs> it's okay yeah do you have any final Super Bowl thought? Were you at Cooper Cup this year, by the way? I wish I would have gotten, you show. know, fantasy football, I should have gotten. I think everyone's, you know, literally like, why didn't I get Cooper Cup? Wait, you had Taylor. I had Robert Woods. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're I had Robert, Robert Woods. Yeah, that's a and tough I went, I, you know, you sit there and you look. And you're, when you were doing fantasy this year, you're looking at it going, all right, do I want Woods or do I want yeah. Cup? Yeah. A lot of and people it's just, they're, they're right there. They're both at the same spot. And it's like, I chose Woods. Yeah. I think a lot of people, like, I thought Woods was like such a good skill, like a fit with Matthew Stafford's, too. Like, he could do the yak, but I thought he'd be the guy where Stafford, like, did, like, these easy middle of the field targets. Right. But I kind of. We all Cup, did, but boy, was I wrong on that one. We didn't know that Stafford. Stafford and Cup were eating breakfast together every morning. Think, by the way, the does that does that make for it, like you you're, like so all you have to do is eat breakfast together and look, then you're gonna be look the media know. didn't report on it we didn't know <laughs> if we would have known I would have definitely crossed off Robert Woods. Then if we'd eaten breakfast together we would have both run under five in the forty yard dash. <laughs> That's, true. That's oh. what it is. It's true. Miz, we're, we're about to let you out of here, but we were reminded before the show you were on Darnell Mooney this year. That was a big. Did you end up having Darnell Mooney? I had Darnell teams? Mooney in like all of my leagues. Yes. Yeah, I wish you would have done. Be- it was good, but I thought it should have been better. With that quarterback play, it yeah. was just... Early on in the season, it was tough. Yeah, but he, you know, he came on. So, anyways, it's been great, great stuff. What, what do you got going on? Because I feel like you always well, have like we have a dozen WrestleMania. We're on. on the road to WrestleMania right now, April second and third at Dallas in Arlington, Texas, at the stadium. Uh, tickets are still available. You can watch it live on Peacock. It's going to be insanity. It's going to be just a spectacle for all audiences. And then I also have Miz and Mrs. Uh, my reality show with my wife and my family, my two little daughters, two and a half and four years old, who do not listen to me, no matter how. <laughs> hard I try. Uh, we have our reality show coming back to USA Network uh, season three in June. So Great. got all that. Could you get Denny and I a show on USA? Yeah, it'll be the 40-yard dash. <laughs> and all you guys will do is just your 40-yard dash. It, it comes on at four TV. in the morning. Whatever. Yeah. It, Three seasons of us trying to get under five. There it is. And, That's yeah. what people want to see. Yep. It's not gonna, I would have, by the final question, we change our opinion constantly. Is it still 42-14 Rams? Are you sticking with that? 1,000%. Yeah. Okay. And I don't even know if they'll even get that 14. <laughs> all right. 
So thank you so much Thanks, the guys. Miz, for Thanks, joining guys. us. Appreciate it. Uh, awesome Times, stuff. Great fun as always. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, you'll be back a third time. You're, we're making you a, a, a lifer on a good a football lifer. show. Game on. <laughs> thank Game you so much. Game on, people. I'm going to go suit up for my 40-yard dash. Then. <laughs> <All right. laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Miz. Thank you so much to Sarah Perlman for joining us. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in with Denny and I. Again, we're now we're going to get off the air. We're going to do the same thing we did on the air, just talk about how cool it was. That we're just athletes now. Yeah. And, and we're going to continue grinding. And we're going to continue coming up with new opinions on the Super Bowl. <laughs> we will. Uh, just really good stuff today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday. We'll be back every day this week. Check out our stuff on our NBC Sports Edge football Twitter account. I mean, stuff just going up all day. Just, just great stuff. Check out Bet the Edge. Check out our betting account. It's just a big week down here. We're having a ton of fun and hopefully making a ton of great content. So for Sarah, for The Miz, for Denny, I'm Pat. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.